0: Fly the flip, the fly, put fly, Hello, Flypaniacs. Welcome back to Flyperbole. I am Steve Jacot, and I, you know, what do we even talk about at this point? We're in mid to late June. I guess it's late June at this point. And There's only one Philly sports team still active. I guess the Union started up, but I don't know anything about the Union. The Sixers just got eliminated, and I'm here with my number one Philadelphia 76ers expert, <laughs> Steph Driver. <laughs> <laughs> talk in depth. About the Sixers huge upset. Uh, No, I don't. I only want to mention this briefly, Steph, but I I just had to mention it because it was a big deal because everybody had Sixers fever. Everybody was like, all right, we had a team that's actually going to compete because as we all know from listening to these podcasts and enduring them for the past forever, the Flyers have not been contenders in a good long time. Wait, is that true? You know, I'll have to check with my sources. Okay. I've got great deep sources on the matter. I, 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 they already got back to me, and they said, "No, it's been, it's been a while okay. since the flyers have <laughs> been contenders. It has in
1: fact been a, while.
0: <laughs> been a while. It's been at least a decade, and it's, it's terrible. But everybody got excited about the Sixers, and then the Sixers lost to a goddamn number five seed. And it, look, I, I, I kind of like." I haven't missed the social media presence. Like I've been on Twitter here and there since the flyer season ended, but not really that much. And I was enjoying going on for the Sixers and then they lost. And I'm like, well, this is terrible. Everybody was justifiably furious. And I I just love that. Like the ire by love. I mean, like, you know, I don't love this, but I understand it. The ire is all going to Ben Simmons right now. And, I think I saw a tweet from you a couple weeks ago saying, like, is Ben Simmons the Flyers' Nolan Patrick, which I was amused by? And I had to think about that. Like, is, what, is there a comparable fire for Ben Simmons to to be compared to, really?
1: So I was totally joking when I said that, but it really made Sixers fans upset.
0: So I've <laughs> decided
1: I'm now leaning in. <laughs>
0: Just lean into it. Well, it, I mean, there is like, you know, obviously there's a big difference. Whereas like Nolan Patrick, we've talked to Nolan Patrick to death. We don't need to talk it anymore. But, you know, they are both very high draft picks that, you know, Ben Simmons is a fantastic defensive player who can't shoot a basketball to save his goddamn life. Uh, so there is a difference there. But <laughs> there are comparables there are comparables they're both high draft picks and you definitely have some opinion some very negative opinions on both of them
1: yeah no i've decided i'm going all in um i've learned from the best bill mats you make a joke and then you decide to defend it till the death
0: so um, that is the Bill Matz way right it's there. The,
1: I've, I've trained under the tutelage of Bill Matz for at least a decade, and I'm just leaning in. Ben Simmons is the Nolan Patrick, and if that upsets you, then you've got a different opinion of what Nolan Patrick is than I do. Um, but knowing nothing about the Sixers and Ben Simmons right now, I think that this is very funny. I also think it's very funny the day that I made that comparison when people were melting down, were ready to burn down the Wells Fargo Center. um, That all sounds
0: familiar to me. Yeah. uh,
1: They had just lost one game. Like, yes, it was in spectacular fashion, but at at that point, it was not the series. And it sounded a lot like they lost the series.
0: Oh, yeah. People were just defeated. They thought that's it. And- you know, they ended up being right later, but at the time they could have definitely easily still won the series. And you know, it sucks. It absolutely sucks. What happened there. It's hilarious that they're all blaming just the one guy. Like he single-handedly lost it for them. And man, team sports sure are a trip and and people's just anger at team sports. And I get it. But so I thought about this though, because again, I really chuckled at your tweet. (laughs) on that, and I'm just, glad you have learned your lessons from Trollmaster bill Matz. he is absolutely the king of just like i am making a point <laughs> this could be a controversial take and i am sticking to my guns no matter what god damn it and i respect the hell out of that my vote is for jake voracek now Ooh. it's voracek because okay so there is a difference there where voracek doesn't play defense at all for the most part, while Ben Simmons is excellent defensively. And Simmons isn't surly. He's just very quiet. But they are both highly paid players that people want to get rid of no matter what and have the perception that they simply do not give a shit. No single units of shit given towards the sport is the impression that uh, both fan bases get about these guys.
1: So my Nolan Patrick comparison is, again, spot on. But I have to defend Ben Simmons a little bit here because he's Australian. And Australians just truly do not give a fuck about anything. Like, what (laughs) what do you hear about Australia? Oh, everything that lives there can kill you. Yeah. That's true. That's what they're dealing with on the regular. And they still don't give a fuck. Like, they just... (laughs) No fucks given... And, like, that's just how Australians are. And I know that um, the NBA has seen a couple of them, but maybe not Philadelphia so much. Like, that's just how
0: they are. We are, I guess. I can't think of any other Australians offhand for – definitely not for basketball. Maybe – I think some – I'm pretty sure there was an Australian that played for the Eagles. I'm pretty sure – I'd have to look this up, but I think Sev Raka yeah. uh, was their punter a few years back, yep. and I believe he was Australian. He was. But that it's, it's few and far between, that's for sure. And that is a great viewpoint. Everything in Australia has been engineered to kill people. It is a miracle that Australians have made it this far when you've got scorpion, spider, kangaroo hybrids coming for you in the middle of the night.
1: It's actually, it's not quite a miracle. It's a mistake of nature that Australians have survived <laughs> quite so long. And as one of them, like, yes, I'm saying this out loud. Because really, when you have flying bugs that are the size of your palm, and those are the least harmful thing you're going to come across in your evening walk, you really just, like, the land was designed to kill you, bud.
0: (laughs) That's how I feel about so many places that mankind just has like doubled down on staying. Nature does not want you there. Yeah. Like Arizona, for instance, like Arizona is not a place that nature wants us. But for instance, Gary Bettman has decided, no, ice hockey needs to happen in Arizona no, no matter what. I know. They'll just never stop. And I do,
1: I have such a soft spot for the Coyotes, mostly because of Jacob Chikrin. It, it varies between hatred for them selecting him and you know respect i guess but hockey shouldn't be out there
0: people and hockey two things that should not be in arizona
1: yeah fair i accept
0: and like i think i feel like nevada's largely the same thing but you know vegas has just Cemented itself there as this little oasis in the middle of the desert, and hockey is also there, but it's working there. It's just it's worked.
1: It's working so well there, and I still can't quite wrap my head around how they made it so successful. Other than, you know, the team that they picked in the expansion draft was turned out to be good, but even before they had a team, everyone in Vegas was wearing Golden Knights merchandise like everyone was talking about them it was a huge success from the beginning like that was one thing that betman did right
0: so emily saw the the night's pregame show or you know like the whole like intro thing they do that whole spectacle for the first time tonight mm-hmm. and she was just blown away by everything they did and you know emily enjoys hockey but she doesn't watch it as hardcore as i do and to just see like, that whole thing. She was just like, we have to go to a night's game. She has no interest in going to Vegas at all. Vegas is not her kind of scene. But she saw this. She's like, I want to see this. This looks amazing.
1: Oh, I love that. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Night's games are super, super fun. I highly recommend.
0: It just seems like they've rolled everything out right. Yeah. Like, they did everything right in rolling this franchise out. And I, I still can't believe the success they've had. And... They're struggling with Montreal tonight. They're down one nothing right now, and the series is tied two to two. And but you know beyond that, they beat Colorado, who is the favorite, and they have had great runs in all their seasons. I I'm truly stunned, and it, it's a franchise that I want to resist rooting for to go all the way because they're young, and I'm I'm so grumpy because the Flyers won their cups about a decade before I was born. But you know. <laughs> If it comes down to it, I would definitely root for them, whoever come, over who whoever comes out of the Eastern Conference. Because well, can you even call it the Eastern Conference since they just kind of jumbled everything and like oh, you play you, you play you, cool. No, they're I
1: mean these they're not calling them conference championships. They're calling them the semifinals because they can't they can't call them right. like the Eastern Conference champions because Montreal is playing Vegas. I, I don't know. I've always loved them. I've always loved them, like, since day one. So I'm
0: very biased here. Right. You were 100% when I was on VSH Radio the other week. You were saying, go Sparkles. You were all about it. and Yeah. I'm on the—I'm on board right now. Hell but yeah. But if Montreal wins, guess I'm going to root for Montreal if they go either, because, like, I don't want to see the Lightning win again. Mm. I sure as shit don't want to see the Islanders win. God, no, that is the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. At least if Montreal wins, I could be happy that Canada had its first championship since the early 90s, which is just still mind-blowing to me.
1: I was talking about this today with a colleague of mine, and we're we're building uh, questions for the SB Nation Reacts. So if you're signed up for SB Nation Reacts, you'll see some version of this in the next couple of days. Uh, But the question that we, the wording that we landed on was, would you be satisfied with Montreal ending Canada's gold uh, Stanley Cup drought? And I think that the word satisfied is interesting here because it's not would you like it because a lot of people wouldn't
0: like it or oh no that i would be furious if i was a leafs fan.
1: Right, or would you be happy if and no one outside of montreal would be happy? Um but satisfied. Would you be satisfied if montreal broke the cup drought in canada? And using those words, i decided no, i would not because i don't think that they're the best team in canada and honestly,
0: they're barely a playoff team like they really scraped in there it's as i pointed out when i was on with maddie the other week one point more than the philadelphia flyers
1: they were the last playoff team to be confirmed that to clinch and, and even then like it was barely they barely made it and and i think that you know they've proven in in the series that they can hang but um No, I I would not be satisfied if they brought the cup back to Canada, a a country that I have no, you know, real affiliation with, um, because I think that the Leafs deserve to win it first just because of the star power that they have on that team.
0: Well, that's a team that's actually been well-constructed, where the Montreal Canadiens' construction is. We have Shea Weber and Carey Price.
1: Yeah, I i was trying to de- it's all because they
0: got Corey perry it's because they got Corey perry they got that grit they got that heart well they, they, got they that have the
1: devil fury. worship and the satanic rituals that have turned everyone bloody and um god <laughs> Corey perry's eyes. The eyes it must be a satanic ritual the eyes i just oh like i know what it is it's Like, it sometimes happens when you're giving birth, like, just the blood vessels in your eyes pop. Or if you're extremely constipated and you're just, you know, straining for a bit too hard. Like, that's that's what happens. Uh, Also, it could be injury-related. But, uh, yeah, no, those eyes are terrifying to look at.
0: I see it at night when I try to go to sleep and I wake up in a cold sweat. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, um, I just, like, I know the Leafs. I know about the Leafs. They're a perpetual disappointment. They can't win fucking anything. They can't escape the first round, even when they don't have to play Boston. Like, I
0: know. And how wild is it so far that they are the closest to beating Montreal?
1: It's stunning. It's, I, like, what happened to John Tavares was such a fluke and such like incredibly bad luck to happen in the first game of the series so that he's out for the rest of it. It's a different series. If that doesn't happen, I think Toronto advances.
0: I think you're right, but
1: like, there's no way to go back in time and make that happen. So it would Unless
0: you're Corey Perry and you made a deal with the devil.
1: Exactly. I mean, look at him. Um, It, it would not satisfy me. I do want to see Canada win a cup in my lifetime. And I don't think that that's outside of the realm of possibility, but this year's Montreal team would not satisfy me. I would not be satisfied.
0: Well, cause it's just, this team isn't that good. Yeah. Like their big signing was Josh Anderson. And I think everybody can agree. That was way too much money. Like good player. I take him on my team, but not for that price by any means.
1: Yeah, sure. He's fine. Whatever. I don't I'd Like, there's no one that I care about on that team.
0: Well, you don't care about former Flyer Shea Weber? Well, I want former Flyer Shea Flyer. Weber
1: to be future Flyer Shea Weber. I want him on the team next year.
0: Sure, I would have preferred him on the team a decade ago when it should have happened. I mean, God, even now,
1: even now, he's still, I mean, he's better than some of the guys we have, most of the guys we have.
0: What do you mean? The Flyers' defense is a work of art. It's just immaculately put together.
1: It, it is a work of art. It's one of those disaster renaissance paintings.
0: <laughs> Just one of those things that like a guy slapped together with junk from his backyard. It's like, look at that. Yeah. That's art.
1: And like in, in the painting, everyone is in the middle of falling down while also bleeding and being stabbed through the chest. And somehow fire is also raining from the sky. That's the work of art. that The flyers defense
0: is What about Carey Price? Do you feel anything for Carey Price? Because, like, he has struggled on this team for a long time. And I feel like this is the first significant playoff run he's had. in. is this the most significant playoff run he's ever had? Probably. Yeah.
1: So in terms of Carey Price, the human being, he's a great human being. I, I mean, he does a lot for a lot of communities. He's a fantastic dog dad. Um. I really like Carrie Price the human. What I'm really, really happy about is that the Carrie Price detractors have been so loud for the past few years, like about how probably how I was about Jonathan Quick, except I was right
0: um, about history proves you were right right
1: Jonathan Quick just isn't that good of a goalie and he plays too aggressively and that style is not going to lead to longevity and um is kind of bad um is what people have been saying about Carey Price for the past few years and I've always been like no I don't think it's him I think it's you know there's the team around him and then they always point to the contract and that's a different story what you're saying is he's not good anymore not that he's not living up to the contract um so that they've shut up a little bit gives my world just a little bit extra peace (laughs) if everyone could just shut up with their bad hockey takes my life would be so much better
0: that's what the internet is for, is for bad hockey tics. And by the way, you could have just ended that with, if everyone could just shut up, because yeah. that's where that's where I'm at with the world right now. Yeah. If everybody could just shut up, maybe for the past ever, <laughs> let's just go to a silent society. I can't do that. I obviously get on and listen to my own voice for an hour plus every week. So clearly I'm not the person who is all about shutting no, up. No, but...
1: me neither. I talk so much and I live alone. Like You should hear just... I'm singing to myself constantly, talking to my pets like we're having full-blown conversations. Like, I'm just, I am constantly talking.
0: This sounds very familiar to me because I do the same thing. I'm usually at home by myself during the day when I'm working and I don't have a ton of work calls. I have a couple here and there. But I'm usually just talking, you know, Frankie's here. I'm talking to Frankie, just going like, what are you doing? Like Whenever I take him for a walk, people must think I'm a lunatic. Because I will just go, why don't you want to go this way? This is where all the trees are.
1: (laughs) I had a conversation with Bear this afternoon while I was walking him. Because all of the hackles on his back were up. And he was kind of, he wasn't quite barking, but he was doing little oops. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) And... I was asking him, I'm like, why are you always so intense when we go for walks? Like, you don't have to be like this. We're not going to see anything. It's a beautiful day out. I'm having this whole conversation with him. And then I see my neighbor standing on the other side of their car. I'm just like, oh, God, they just heard me tell my dog it was a beautiful day out. <laughs> like, <laughs> they just heard this whole conversation. I have songs for him for when he's going poop and like – everything right now my cat mama is sitting next to me and i'm really holding myself back from like singing some stupid words at her
0: (laughs) i mean there's nothing holding you back i would say just go for it but it's i I think it takes a certain type right It, it takes a certain type of person to podcast and apparently that's the type of person that talks to animals and themselves and sings random songs about whatever they're doing
1: whatever they're doing like marshall from how i met your mother
0: Oh, God, I have been compared to Marshall in that regard many times. Yeah,
1: I do it all the time. All the time. <laughs> right, Mama? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, she's been yeah. hanging out. Yeah. Just hanging out. That's all we're doing here. We just want you to feel like we're hanging out with the cat and, and Bear and Frankie and just have a big old hangout. We're just hanging. We're talking shit about Corey Perry and, like stupid people and his deal with the devil and his deal with the devil and we just want people to shut up we just want people to shut up i would love for the new york islanders to shut up and just retreat away and not play any more hockey this year and, and we're on the verge we're so of this close. happening we're so
1: close they they stopped playing last night someone forgot to tell them that there was a game
0: that was i have not seen an ass whooping like that in the playoffs you know non-flyer style in, in a while <laughs> especially not in a, a what are we calling this a semi-final yeah the semifinal. i think of the, i'm still thinking of this as a conference championship I, know. I have not seen an ass whooping like this in a conference championship yeah in a long time that was insane and that was just tampa Bay, just full potential going out there and taking care of the business they have needed to take care of i look The Islanders, I have to give them all the credit because I have predicted them to lose in every round. You can go back and look at it. I have predicted them to lose time and time again. And they have just made it out because they play efficient interference on the ice. Yeah. Very efficient uncalled interference.
1: Yeah. And, like, we're really close to getting the best of the best in the final round with the Golden Knights and the Lightning. And sure, that may be boring, To some people, probably only me, but we're really close. Imagine if it's Montreal and the Islanders. Like, that would be awful. You've got one team that's half veterans that people question whether they still have gas in the tank. And then you've got the other half, which is the youths, whose names are hard to say. (laughs) I mean... Can we just... And then and then you've got the Islanders who are trying to ruin hockey like the Devils. Lou Lamarillo just fucking won GM of the year. Like, <sighs>
0: ugh,
1: can we not... Oh, can we not do that? He
0: won GM of the year, and he traded away one of his best defensemen to the Avalanche for nothing.
1: <laughs> for nothing. For nothing.
0: I don't understand that team and I have made that very clear that I don't understand that team and I hate what they do to hockey so please Tampa Bay I want Tampa Bay Knights so bad I will take Tampa Bay Montreal it's gonna be weird if that happens but I'll take that yeah that would be fine like but Canadians Islanders is just so bad for growing the game it's so bad for the game like does ESPN rescind their deal (laughs) if that comes up (laughs)
1: maybe oh god it would just be so ugly and like if you have if you have montreal and tampa bay like that's probably just another cup for tampa bay and i don't want them back to back i was ready to be done talking about them last year
0: ugh it's somewhat similar to like if i'm the nba and I see what just happened for those conference championships. I'm very disappointed because they almost had a good old fashioned Brooklyn Philadelphia throwdown, mm. and instead they ended up with Milwaukee and Atlanta. Oh, which gross. just Right, right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So this is very similar as far as like looking at like, okay, we're gonna have a great matchup. People love Vegas. People love the Tampa Bay Lightning, and then you get the Montreal Canadiens and. The goddamn New York Islanders.
1: What the hell is the name of the Atlanta basketball team? Give me a second. Like, I live down here. I should know. Is it the Hawks? It is. Oh, okay, all right. Well, at least I'm not as dumb as I thought I was. I was I was racking my brain. I'm like, what the fuck is the name of that
0: franchise? Wait, okay, do me a favor real quick, Steph. Uh. Google the Atlanta Hawks logo, and I want to see what you think it looks like.
1: Atlanta Hawks. Did you like how instead of agreeing to it, I just grunted at you? I love it. (laughs) Atlanta Hawks.
0: It, um, is it just the circle with the bird? Yeah, but like, I, for some reason, and I'm not the only person who does this, but I look at it in a weird way where like, I don't know, my my brain sees it the reverse way, and it looks like a weird reverse Pac-Man to me I, when I look at I it. I
1: saw it smaller in, like, a, a thumbprint, and that's the only way I saw it.
0: Okay. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those vision tests where it's like, okay, is this a duck or a rabbit?
1: <laughs>
0: yes. Is this a hawk or a weird reverse Pac-Man? You be the judge.
1: A weird, like, aggressive, with food still in his mouth reverse Pac-Man.
0: Yeah, it's just sloppy Pac-Man. Sloppy. <laughs> I could see that, for sure. I don't know why, just every time I look at it, and it's it's upsetting to me. Like, why why does this logo look like this? No, that's an actual hawk. It's just not filled in color-wise to guide me properly.
1: I have a hawk of some sort in my neighborhood. It nests in one of the trees, so my neighborhood is... Essentially in the woods. Like I live in a very suburban neighborhood that they just kind of like cut around the forest to put, or cut in the middle of the forest to put this cul-de-sac. And that's where I live. So I've got like a lot of, if I had to guess an age on these trees, I'd say between 30 and 50 year old like trees, like pine trees, like they're big. So I have um, this hawk that- lives in my neighborhood i hear it i see it it's the neighborhood friend but you know what else i have in my neighborhood steve what's that crows oh and crows do not like birds of prey they get real fucking angry with birds of prey so probably once we have bird wars going we on? have bird wars at least once a week i hear the crows fucking attacking this bird this hawk and it's a small hawk i don't know if it's a juvenile or if it's um just a small species but they like they'll swoop at it they'll dive bombing it, and it's flying and it's trying to get away and it, ca- it wreaks havoc throughout the whole neighborhood while the bird wars are happening in the sky and like i don't want to get on the wrong side of the crows so i throw like blueberries and uh <laughs> bread out the door for them like i'm i'm sympathetic to the hawk like i get it bro but i can't make enemies with these guys like they're called a paying bird taxes what you, you paying bird taxes out there <laughs> yeah yeah i will make friends with the crows are you fucking kidding me they remember faces
0: Steph Driver has forged an alliance with the crows against the hawks, a controversial decision we shall see how this plays out in the coming weeks.
1: Act like you can't picture me with a whole bunch of crows flying behind me.
0: I just want to send the documentary crew down there to capture all this cuz this sounds amazing. It
1: is it is wild. And the first time I heard it I was walking bare and I'm like what in the hell is happening? Like is it the reckoning? Do we have to run back to our house? Cause it's loud they're loud they're loud they're loud as hell yeah but we were fine and the hawk still survives like they're not killing it they're just trying to chase it away from wherever it is sure yeah so that's that's life in atlanta <laughs>
0: that's that's crazy that's just like that you're blowing my mind right here driver. you're blowing my mind I I would be terrified if I had Frankie down there and I was walking him around with a hawk because I feel like his, you know, he's 30 pounds, yeah. but I could still just see him getting carried away off into the air. And there's not much fight in that dog. He's an old French bulldog. And, and you know, Buster, the one who passed away a couple of years ago, there was a lot of fight in him. He would fight to the death yeah. to not have a hawk carry him away. Frankie would just accept his fate.
1: That's how I felt in New Jersey with my cats. Because I would let them out into the the backyard all the time. Schenner was scared, so he stayed inside more often than not. But Mama loves to be outside, loves to roll around on the concrete. And we had a lot of, like, um, I don't know what they were. But just, you know, hawks, falcons, I think, actually. Um, circling the neighborhood, because it was their territory or whatever and i was always a little suspicious like someone's gonna come and snatch up my 13 pound cat
0: it's not much and those birds are shockingly strong yeah
1: i think that she would have a real chance though because mama lived on the streets you don't fuck with this girl no you don't fuck with a street cat
0: junkyard cat over there she's a
1: good girl Hey, oh
0: i just love that half of this has just been pet talk so far just yeah Precious, precious animals. Precious babies. Bird wars, bird wars. no big deal. <laughs> bird wars.
1: Bird wars. <sighs>
0: <sighs> I love bird wars so much. It's 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 more interesting than any hockey. And, and currently, by the way, the Montreal Canadiens are up two to nothing on the Vegas Golden Knights. It's what a world we're living in.
1: Do you want to keep talking about animals? Because I can go into cryptids.
0: What? What? I'm sorry. What?
1: Cryptids like bigfoot the loch ness monster
0: um i'm sure i would love to talk about bigfoot and the loch ness monster. so
1: let me tell you about this new cryptid that i just started reading about a couple weeks ago and it has now scared me to go outside it's it's like local to tennessee the appalachia which i always thought was appalachia apparently it's not it's not apparently not I was told I was wrong. So like that area of like Tennessee, North Carolina, West Virginia, and like a little bit of Georgia, it's called the not deer.
0: The not deer? So
1: it's not a deer. What the fuck is a not deer? But it looks like a deer. It hangs out with deer until it decides that you're its next victim. And then it rears up on its back two legs and its eyes are red and its mouth goes all the way back to its ears and you're like dead
0: The not it's just called the not
1: deer yeah we're dealing with people in tennessee love you guys say- <laughs> but like just get a little bit more creative what's that it's not deer.
0: <laughs> like can we come up like a chupacapra type name for this like at least Bigfoot, not deer is not have a good ring to it. it like We've got to come up with something better. It
1: doesn't. And the way that it has terrified me to walk my dog at night, it, it deserves a name of more respect than just not deer. Like, can you imagine anything up. more terrifying than getting attacked by Bambi?
0: <laughs> I mean, deer are very weird. They are odd creatures where there. they just rear up on you in the middle of the road and stare at you yeah. and won't get out of the way of your damn car.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's another... That's The not-deer will do that, except then it rears up on its hind legs and then it's walking after you or running at an alarming pace on its back legs.
0: I'm trying to find a a mock-up of this right now. Okay, so there's one mildly terrifying one I'm finding right here. kind of looks like Resident Evil art or something like that. Just a lot of teeth and... All sorts of shit. Okay. Okay. Kind of looks like an alien walking around. Huh. The not deer. The okay. deer. That's a new one for me. Fucking
1: terrifying. And I saw my first deer in Georgia this week. Uh, not in Georgia. I've seen them before, but the first one in my neighborhood in the woods. And it was in the middle of the day and I was walking bare and he saw it and he started barking and then he just stopped. And I'm just like, oh my God, it's the not deer oh my god it's coming to kill us all it was not it was just a doe
0: that was crossing the street <laughs> not dear that's that's a new one for me like that's okay because i i'm very familiar with of course bigfoot and the Loch Ness monster you know bigfoot who's just taking those long strides through the woods minding his own business let's leave bigfoot alone already come on yeah And Loch Ness, you know, is a a dinosaur-type monster that hangs out in a lake in Scotland.
1: Yeah. Also, like, the Mothman.
0: And his prophecies. And his
1: prophecies. I watched that movie. It came out when we were, like, in high school, right?
0: Right. I specifically remember going on a date to see that movie.
1: Okay. I don't remember the circumstances, but I know that I saw it and i know that i slept with my lights on in my bedroom for like the next 2 months like that movie creeped me out so much
0: um what, it's pretty creepy what was
1: the other one with uh nicole the others that one really fucking creeped me out
0: the others is a creepy one the the one that always got me was uh the strangers is very creepy i
1: never saw that i probably would die
0: well don't don't see it okay <laughs> It's very it's very creepy. I would probably It's a, do it. I won't I don't even, I won't even lay it down for you right now because it's very creepy. Thank you. I am sitting in the dark so I would appreciate that. Yeah, no, I'm not going to lay that one down. For I you. can that's... watch
1: anything like bloody, gory, that's whatever, but as soon as you start with like the psychological terror, like buddy, I'm out. My brain
0: Oh, this is not for you then. This okay. is all like nope. realistic nope. psychological terror. Nope. Yeah, this is just yeah. Nope. 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 Just
1: nope. My brain. My hands are on that one. Nope. My brain is not prepared for that. My, or my brain is way too prepared for that and, and just <laughs> shit goes bad, man. I can't. I don't even, like, I have recently become very obsessed with TikTok and TikTok is so much more wholesome than Twitter and it's just so nice. Um, but I. I've met
0: garbage dumps that are more wholesome than Twitter. Oh,
1: well, yes. Um. But it's, I, I, I've i been looking at like farming videos and all of a sudden haunted house videos show up on my whatever the fuck they call the feed. And I, I can't watch them like when it gets dark. But when, when it's light out, I'm obsessed with watching videos of people's haunted houses and whether it's real or not, like my brain just says, this is real. Like without a question, it's real.
0: I'm such Oh a yeah, no, north. I-, I... I know what you mean there, but I, I, like, I'm not as, and I've gotten better as I've gotten older about being an easy mark, but I used to be very susceptible to this stuff. When I was a kid, there was this alien movie, Fire in the Sky, that really freaked me out. I was very freaked out by the thought of aliens abducting me as a kid. And then what freaked me out, around the the college period, I believe Paranormal Activity came out, Hmm. and... I slept like shit after seeing Paranormal Activity. I slept absolutely terrible. I lived in this this duplex apartment uh, in my apartment half by myself. And I would have this long hallway that I would have, uh, if I opened my door, I'd just be like staring at this long hallway all the way to my door. No. So I had to keep the door shut because I just would freak myself out thinking about like stuff being down the hall. Uh,
1: yeah, that's scary.
0: Very scary. I don't miss that place at all.
1: I still, like, I haven't watched an alien movie in at least a decade, but I still, from time to time, think about, like, what if aliens just come and abduct me tonight? I'm not going to remember. Like, they put me right back in my bed. I would never know. Right.
0: (laughs) And that shit used to really freak me out when I was a kid. Just like, It was like the X-Files was out, that stuff. Like, there was a lot of stuff perpetuating in the media about, like, you getting abducted and it just being a bad time.
1: Yeah, not fun. Probes, no thanks.
0: No good, that's a hard pass.
1: No thanks, I'm good. Oh, what else scares me? I think it's just like the not deer and also everything.
0: Oh. And also, everything. Just a very small pinpointed category <laughs> right there.
1: Bear was barking last night. I closed my bedroom door when I sleep, um, mostly. Because I say it's because of fire. Um, If your house catches on fire and your bedroom door is closed, like you've got longer before you burn up and die. Um, But I don't really know if that's the actual reason I keep my door closed. I think the actual reason is it's creepy out there.
0: Oh, yeah. I get get very creeped out, especially in more country settings, because it's just, it's pitch black. (laughs) You can't see shit.
1: I keep my door closed at night, so I can't even see in the hallway, but trust one of the lights in the hallway is always on like i just never turn it off oh i get that it's actually it's in my laundry room so it's not quite lighting up my bedroom but whatever that's neither here nor there he was barking at my bedroom door last night and i had partaken in a recreational gummy at you know a reasonable time that was not during work hours obviously obviously so i was like whatever like he's probably there's whatever a noise uh, and he kept barking like every couple of hours so I got up eventually and I was like okay well let me just go and check this out and one of the lights was on in the far bedroom and I'm just like holy fuck like who's in my house what happened I had left it on earlier in the night while I was looking through boxes for my shower curtain but <laughs> it was very scary at the moment and he is really good about being a big, brave boy for being a year and a half old. So he just went with his little legs and charged down the hallway to go see what was happening and then quickly realized it was nothing and turned around and went right back to bed.
0: At least you have a big, brave boy that can go and run down the hallway. Like Frankie is, you know, the French Bulldog is not a good breed for being a defensive dog. They're just like, oh, you don't belong here. Don't give me pets. (laughs)
1: Well, bear is all talk, which nobody knows, and that's good.
0: Oh, yeah. That's great. I actually – I don't want to say I prefer that, but it's nice because you'll never get an accidental incident, but it's enough to keep people wary.
1: Exactly. Exactly. When I was driving down here, I was really worried that when I had to stop to pee, like someone was going to steal my car because what a cute car with a cute little dog and two little kitties. But then – I remember no one knows that he's got really tiny legs. All they can see is this giant head and big chest screaming at them from the back of the car. And they don't know (laughs) that he's friendly and definitely scared of them. So we were all fine.
0: Bear's just got to stop skipping leg day already.
1: Oh, I don't know. if I'm sure the microphone picked that up, but he just is now chasing Mama up the stairs. (laughs) <laughs> I apologize for the editing you're gonna to have to do because of my pets.
0: I it's fine. Editing is my life with this podcast, <laughs> so that's totally fine. Now, I I had a similar experience where I lived in Roxborough Roxboro a couple years back, and one of my roommates had a German Shepherd, Ooh. and she was the sweetest dog in the world, absolute sweetheart. She was she had very motherly instincts, especially with like little dogs and everything. But just being a German Shepherd, it would freak people out sometimes if they just were on edge or if they were, I don't know. Like, she was a great guard dog because, like, if she barked, they look a little scary. Yeah, German Shepherds tend to look pretty scary. Yep. And if she barked, if she bared her teeth at all, that was enough to get people online. But the odds of her actually doing anything were slimmed enough. Right. She was a good girl. What a good girl. What a good girl. Should we pull the Band-Aid off and just get a little bit of Flyers talk through? Just a little bit? I guess we have to. We have really stalled for, what, like a whole hour? Uh, Close to an hour, yeah. yeah. We're about 40 minutes in. All right, I guess. I guess. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And guess what? We get to plug Broad Street Hockey on both of these, so that's...
1: Hey, I know <laughs> those <what> guys. matters.
0: <laughs> I know those guys. Oh, wow. First one I wanted to mention. So trade targets, defense, that's the big flyers topic headed into the off season. And Elliot Friedman had to go and rain on our Dougie Hamilton parade. You know, we're all thinking we got museums. Dougie likes museums. It seems like a fit. And Elliot Friedman came out in thirty one thoughts and said, Philadelphia's got a lot of balls in the air. I wish he had just said Philadelphia's got a lot of balls. That would make me feel
1: right. Good. Like that would be more helpful and the attitude that we need going into this off season
0: chuck. Chuck needs big old balls this offseason, just huge nuts. I figured they'd be in on Hamilton, but as mentioned above, he doesn't appear to he doesn't appear to be their top target. I'm speculating here, but my guesses would include Seth Jones and Matt Dumba, who Chuck Fletcher knows very well. It also wouldn't be a shock if they have asked the Coyotes about 2019 first rounder Victor Soderstrom. The Flyers liked him at that draft, and Arizona actually flip picks with them to move up and take the Swedish defenseman.
1: Okay, so let's break this down. Uh yeah, let's just break this down line by line. So Philadelphia's got a lot of balls in the air. Great. They have to. Like they have to. Uh figured they'd they be to. in. On- if they
0: don't do anything, people are going to burn down the farm.
1: They're gonna riot and like I'll support them because they need to they need to. Um figured they would be in on Hamilton, but he doesn't appear to be their top target. That doesn't mean that he is not a target, just not the target right now, which is fine. But let's always please, Chuck, keep in mind, Douglas Hamilton. Hamilton was like a guy that had something to do with Philadelphia and also a musical about him. Like, let's just keep that in mind. God, that was the worst thing I've ever said on any podcast (laughs) ever. (laughs) <laughs> that bar is low um speculating here my guess is would include Seth Jones and Matt Dumba speculation is what I mean these are the names that everyone is speculating are tied to the Flyers that's fine the last wild player that people assumed would end up with Chuck Fletcher because they were wild did not Matt Dumba fine I he's not who they need he's not who they need Neither is Seth Jones. Seth Jones is closer than Matt Dumba, but still not the number one that they need. Uh, also, I like that
0: that last wild player, by the way, that was speculated to come here, ended up retiring like a quarter of the way into the season.
1: It was Koivu, right? It was Koivu. Yeah, yeah good for him. He deserved to retire. Yeah. Wouldn't be a shocker if they'd ask the Coyotes about Victor Soderstrom. So, Victor Soderstrom, I actually really liked him. Um, but if you're asking the Coyotes about anyone, it should be Jacob Chikrin. And and this is not just my bias coming through. He had a career season. And he's on a great contract. And Arizona doesn't have anybody. Like, they should be considering all trades Yes, it would very much suck to lose Jacob Chikrin, but that's the guy we need. That's the guy we need. He's young. He can be, uh, he's probably, I I wouldn't call him a number one, but probably a a number two and have him paired with Provorov. They could probably
0: do some damage together. Oh, my whole thing with Provorov is, look- a lot of people want that number one, want somebody better than Provorov, but if Provorov has somebody to elevate his game that will be there next to him for a long time, then I'm fine with that kind of acquisition because Provorov played so damn good with Matt Niskanen.
1: Yeah. And Chikrin has Philly ties. He grew up around here. Every Every season that he's had to, and he's had to have a lot of surgeries in his very short NHL career so far, but he's rehabbed in fucking King of Prussia. Like he has ties to the area, um, it.
0: He's from here. He's
1: from here. He's one of his father played for the Flyers. Like let's bring him home.
0: Bring him home. Bring him home. Bring him. Bring Johnny Hockey. Bring Bobby. Re- okay, I don't know about that one, but
1: <laughs> I mean Johnny Hockey is also a very strong possibility this off season.
0: which is crazy because I think two years ago. If you had brought up that as an actual possibility and not just pipe dreams of people, I would have said you're a lunatic. Yeah. But that's how far his stock has fallen in Calgary, just because everything they're going through. And I don't know if they're quite a dumpster fire of a franchise at this point, but they're weird. I don't even know what to make of Calgary. But yeah, the fact that Johnny Hockey, that Johnny Gaudreau is not the favored son any there anymore is pretty crazy to me.
1: Yeah, and I also wouldn't quite call them a dumpster fire, but they're smoke. Something is a light, but we haven't quite figured out what it is. <laughs> yeah, I I uh I don't like them as an organization. Um, so yeah, let's let's bring Johnny Hockey home. Let's bring Jacob Chikrin home. Problem solved. Easy. I should be GM. Okay.
0: You should. You just solved the entire offseason in two minutes. <laughs> I love it. Just wanted to plug real quick as far as Dumbo goes, Brad Keffer. Brad Keffer wrote a great piece on that on Broad Street hockey, so please go and check that out. Uh check, breaking down, you know, what Dumbo would bring if he would be a trade target. I hear that's a good website. It's pretty good, you know, from time to time. They when they're not, you know, being total uh, just flyer suck ups, <laughs> you know, just basically a mouthpiece for the organization. Oh right, right, right. I forgot. I forgot. I know. We might as well just be the voice of the Flyers because we just suck up to them so much. I'm sorry not being endlessly negative about every small thing equals uh, complete suck up to the the team. But, you know, I guess that's the world we're living in right now.
1: Yeah. You know, all we publish is trash, but that's fine because we at least know how to string a sentence together.
0: (laughs) It is nice to be able to do, that. you
1: know, from time to time
0: time to time we string some sentences together and uh, that's what happens one other piece i wanted to plug amen good friend of the show amen pointed out that uh the flyers probably need a new goal song he's not feeling the shake anymore and i just wanted to thank amen for throwing my long favorite option Womp there it is into the mix i really 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 need Womp there it is to be the
1: goal song How do you not like? How do you not get excited by that song?
0: Right, it just came back for a goddamn what is it? A Geico commercial or something? Or what? I don't have something involving ice cream. I don't know the the ice cream commercial with the whoop. There it is, guys. Tag team at age, God knows what. But it's it's popular again. Bring it back, guys. Come on, don't the Flyers commitment to just like shitty newer generic rock makes me so sad Like it's bad stuff that they put out there for these like fight fight hit crush songs or just i hate them
1: yeah i really need them to stop being bullied by claude Giroux. like don't let that man pick goal songs anymore just don't do it mm-hmm. stand up to him
0: wonderful human being wonderful captain of the team mm-hmm. and great hockey player but guess what don't let him pick the music his
1: taste in music fucking sucks
0: in fact, don't let any of the players pick the music, please. Not one of them. Not a one. Uh, maybe Joel Faraby. No bueno.
1: I think that Joel Faraby is, like, the quintessential cool guy.
0: Okay. I'll buy that. I'll bite.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think that he is equal parts, um, like, high school stoner, himbo. Well,
0: he's got the look. He definitely has the look for the high school stoner yeah. right there.
1: But he's also, like, a himbo, and... What's what's the other part? Oh, guy that would never text back.
0: <laughs> guy that would never text back.
1: Joel Farabee is not texting you back.
0: Just getting a, just get like a text like five months down the line just saying you up? You up?
1: Oh, Joel Farabee. Yes I am. I'm very sorry to admit. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding.
0: Well, I agree with
1: (laughs) the whole can of worms you just opened This is what happens. This is what happens when all I do all day is just talk to myself and my pets.
0: Listen, it's totally fine because what else is there to talk about right now? That's true. There's nothing. I don't... I I, thinking about sports is just painful right now. I'm I have the Phillies game on in the background. I had the the Knights Canadians game, but the Canadians are up three to nothing. Which oh yeah, that's it. Wow, wow. The Phil I I got the Phillies on. They're down three to two. I know they're gonna probably just disappoint me. I don't even know why I flipped it over, but it's I'm sure I will pay for that. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about the failed Sixer season. I sure as shit don't want to talk about the upcoming Eagles season because that uh, is going to be a disaster. I am not looking forward to that. Mm. Let's talk about goal songs. Let's talk about pets. Let's talk about not deers. You know, I'm in for all of it. (laughs) Okay, I'm good for this. (laughs) I have to just say, though, I agree with Eamon. They do need to mix it up on the... They need They need to make a goddamn decision on this goal song and stick to it. They need something iconic. Like, I just think of so many teams that have iconic songs and the Flyers have, like, bounced from, like, mediocre to shitty to okay songs for the past decade.
1: Like, we even got behind Mupps. Like, if you're going to make me get behind Fall Out Boy for a goal song, don't change it immediately. <laughs>
0: They beat mups into us. I, I feel the shake was one that I feel like this time last year when the playoffs were starting to start back up, like people were talking about it and then it just disappeared again. I never got into it. Like, I started seeing people use like hashtag feel the shake. I'm like, is this a thing? Did I miss the meeting where we decided this was okay?
1: Oh, I must have too because I hate it.
0: It's not good. It's not feel good. Feel the shake. No. I refuse. I refuse. No more feel the shake. Just please, just pick something classic, guys. Pick something great, upbeat. You can even go back to the well. Do something you were doing 20 years ago. Like, you go back to Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen just died last year. Make it a tribute to him and call it a day. There we and go. And talking about love was fantastic. Go back to that.
1: Perfect. Let's do that. Just stop with whatever this nonsense is, because I can't take it anymore.
0: Feel the shake. Nope. Won't do it. <laughs> you're going to go to, like, one game next year, and you're going to hear it and just go, ugh, why? <laughs> no! <laughs> no!
1: The chances of me going to a Flyers game next year are very high, but it'll probably be in Nashville or Raleigh.
0: I mean, that's just cool.
1: Yeah, I haven't been to either of those arenas yet, and I'm excited.
0: I came so close to going to Nashville when I was there. Like, I stayed in a hotel around the corner and, And the only reason I didn't go was total cheapness on my end because the Mm. tickets were pretty pricey Mm -hmm. and it was, I think it was Predators Blackhawks and I don't know. I just like, I didn't feel like spending like 80 bucks to sit in the rafters to see Predators Blackhawks. Right, yeah. Really wanted to see a game there. It seemed like an awesome experience. I give Nashville all the credit in the world for how they have embraced the Predators. Like that is a really deep-rooted team in that community at this point. And I just saw Pred shit everywhere, and it was awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, before COVID, um, I was trying to get to at least one new
1: arena a year. Um, And it actually, I went to two in 2020 right before COVID. I was in Columbus, and I went to LA.
0: Oh, cool. How were those?
1: So LA was, like, foggy. You like know, the city
0: itself or the arena? You no,
1: know, the arena. Like, you know how when it's just too warm and the ice is bad and it gets, like, foggy?
0: Yeah, the Flyers in the 70s could tell you all about that. Rick McLeish killed a bat.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, That's how it was. Like, it was just foggy. And they were playing Calgary, and I was telling all of my colleagues that I went with that Calgary sucks and L.A. sucks, and they were... It was going to be a bad game but it ended up going to overtime and Jeff Carter scored the game winning goal.
0: Fucking Jeff Carter.
1: And we all got um Anze Kopitar Dodgers bobbleheads.
0: Okay, that's weird but kind of cool.
1: It was I don't know why it was that but we all got them. And all of my colleagues were leaving them behind, like, in the suite that we got. So I brought home, like, six Anse Kopitar Dodgers bobbleheads.
0: Did you immediately put them on eBay?
1: No, I still have them.
0: You just give it to house guests as they're leaving. It's like, oh, on your way out, why don't you take an Anse Kopitar Los Angeles Dodgers bobblehead? And that's such a weirdly specific one. Like, it, and it's not even like, I don't know, Ante Kopitar is like a Star Wars character or something. It's literally him crossing over with another sport from the same I city. Know. I know. <laughs> it's like, while, want... while you're headed out, why don't you take a Claude Giroux Phillies bobblehead? Like,
1: walking out of the Staples Center with my arms full of fucking bobbleheads, I must have looked like a lunatic. <laughs>
0: And those bobblehead cases are very unwieldy as as far, like once you get more than one in your hands, it is just like a pain in the ass to carry.
1: (laughs) Columbus was good though. Um, Very nice arena, great food selections, which is very important to me. In Columbus, Um, Ohio. In Columbus. I, listen, I have trash talked Ohio for my entire life. Until as I went there. Most people have. Until I went there. The like Midwestern hospitality, I guess, just everyone is so nice. I, as soon as I got to the hotel, the concierge was like, You've had a long day of traveling. Like, here's a free drink ticket. Like, thank you. Oh. My hotel room was stunning. Apparently, it was in the same building that Artemi Panarin lived in. Oh. It was, and like, it, it, there was just a nice little layer of snow on the ground, and I could over. I was seeing. I was looking at the river, and it was just gorgeous. And the arena was nice, and beers were cheap. I I loved Columbus. I would go back, no problem.
0: What were the stadium beer prices?
1: I don't remember because of my brain, but I can definitely you had too many of
0: the stadium beers.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> I also went to a bar that had many mixed drinks just on tap in Columbus. Oh. And that is something that very much speaks to
0: my soul. I learned how to do that when I was out in, I went to a camp thing in Wisconsin a couple years back. And I learned how to to make the batch cocktails and put it into the keg and everything. Ooh, fancy. Look at you. I got very drunk during that course. I'm proud of you. I would have been really concerned if you didn't. (laughs) Well, that was... The camp was like... They they did an adult summer camp thing. And I went to a beer tasting, followed by a whiskey tasting, followed by a how-to-make-batch-cocktails course. Oh, wow. So I was feeling it. The whiskey tasting, by the way, at this thing, like I I give them an A for effort, but... (laughs) Like, this guy literally showed up and was just like, Oh, I like this whiskey. That one's literally just Jameson. Let's drink it.
1: Let's drink it!
0: And we had, like, I don't know, six or seven, and they basically shots. It was ridiculous. Amazing.
1: There used to be, uh, there probably still is, um, a whiskey festival every year in uh, the link. And I used to go every year. And it was just
0: a... a delightful fucking shit show. <laughs> Cuz it's one thing when it's a beer festival. You know, I I've been to a lot of beer festivals and by the way, I have gotten annihilated every one of them. They are just Oh yeah. shit shows. But whiskey's a whole other ball game. Like whiskey is if you have two whiskeys, you are just pretty much down for the count. Yep. And you know, not down for the count, but you're feeling pretty damn good and let alone when you're trying, like, whiskey after whiskey after whiskey. That hits you hard.
1: Yep. Yeah, and mix in a little tequila and vodka there, because why would they not be at the Whiskey Festival? I, you know, they're all friends. Why wouldn't they show up? They're all friends. And, of course, you've got to buy the VIP ticket so that you get to taste the extra special scotches, too.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Oh, God. I used to <laughs> Like, they were, like, on a Wednesday night or something. God, they were the most fun.
0: This sounds like a disaster and the best kind of disaster. Yes. They they also had food stations because they needed it.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. I mean, I, I usually, when I go to these, these beer things, like, I'll usually find, like, food trucks in the middle. But it, it'll help me just enough to get home. and <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah.
1: And then it's time for Domino's.
0: Yeah. At midnight pizza. Well, if you make it that far. Usually it ends with uh, 8 p.m. I'm not feeling very good.
1: Oh, God, yeah. Good point. Good point. <sighs> Hopefully you did not turn on the oven when you put your chicken nuggets in there.
0: <laughs> Thankfully now, if I were to have an irresponsible day like that, i just have the air fryer. So it's it's just a lot less likely to blow up my house
1: there we go i have an air fryer too i've never used it
0: use it for chicken nuggets okay they, it's <laughs> the best thing in the world for chicken nuggets okay easy done easy done well that's all the flyers talk we have going on i, I have oh, two, more, two more topics both of them are actually football related believe it or not but that's all the flyers talk on this flyers podcast this week there's nothing to talk about folks we're we have a lot of off season we can't burn out all our topics right now We've got a lot to go i'm ready okay so this first one is a, a total disaster a flyperbole disaster right here friend of the show no longer but <laughs> was he ever a true friend cole beasley is a gentleman that we have discussed on this program many times at this point. And it all started
1: of the United hate of America.
0: Yes. The president of the United hate of America himself. If you are a newer fly listener and are wondering why we are bringing up very mediocre NFL wide receiver, Cole Beasley, this is because we totally made fun of his shitty rap album. Yes. This man has a rap album on this program many moons ago. And it's just been a recurring joke. Ever since. He's got tracks like United Hate of America, 80 Stings, Sorry Not Sorry. And the picture on the album cover is him looking into a mirror. He's dressed regular, but in the (laughs) mirror, he's a football player. It's very deep and classy. What a fucking douche. What a fucking douche. And this guy sucks. And I hated him with the Dallas Cowboys. He was a Dallas Cowboy. He went to the Buffalo Bills. I could be mildly amused by him. But he is one of those guys that has decided that in the time of COVID-19, I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to be outspoken and not outspoken as far as like wear a mask, be safe, wash your hands, get a vaccine. Quite the opposite. I'm just going to read some past. And I'm mainly mentioning this because uh, quite a few people tweeted this at me, sent this my way, because this is, you know, a very well-tread flyperbole territory right here but this is a few passage from a matthew fairburn article on the athletic the bill's 32 year old wide receiver was back on twitter on friday this time releasing a statement in which he said he is not still he is not vaccinated but still plans to live life how he wants despite the new protocols beasley said i'll play for free this year to live life how i've lived it from day one if i'm forced into retirement so be it this is crazy did we vote on this beasley tweeted. I stay in the hotel. We still have meetings. We will all be together. Vaccinated players can go out the hotel and bring COVID back into where I am. So what does it matter if I stay in the hotel now? 100% immune with vaccination? No. The Players Association is a joke. Call it something different. It's not for the players. Everyone gives me the 98% of people who are vaccinated don't get COVID again. The odds of me getting in the NFL and playing for 10 years are lower than that. And I'm here.
1: I'm sorry, I could not laugh. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, it's it's laughable. It's absolutely laughable. It, it, this guy, he, you know, he looks like a real rocket scientist and he, he, real sound, he really sounds like one here. The vaccine's not mandatory and the NFLPA has ensured that the league won't force players to be vaccinated to play. Beasley's reasoning for not getting vaccinated is that he thinks his immune system can protect him. Well... It doesn't work like that, my friend. And I've heard this from unnamed people. I will not name these people, but I've heard from somebody else who did get the vaccine, thankfully. But, you know, this person was like, well, I didn't think I was going to get it, but my wife wanted me to get it, so I got it, which I'm glad this person got the vaccine, even if it was for what I thought was an incredibly silly reason that they didn't think they were going to get it otherwise. But, you know, what? okay, whatever. Yeah. COVID-19 doesn't care about your immune system. <laughs>
1: I actually heard today um, from two scientists um, who are very science first um, that they are hearing from other people who are the anti-vaxxers who cannot believe that the people without vaccines are catching COVID and are convinced that they're getting it. Because the people who are vaccinated are shedding the virus and then are giving it to other people. Now, I'm looking around incredulously. Where the fuck? Like, what fantasy world do these people live in? I just, like, I, so, oh, back to Cole Beasley. Back to Cole Beasley. The false equivalency. Of 98% of people who are vaccinated don't get COVID again. So, like, we're already saying that they've already had it? Whatever. Yeah. The odds of me getting in the NFL and playing for 10 years are lower than that, and I'm here. One is science. The other is
0: He's got is a talent. good repute. He has a great response to your science that I'm going to read this. Science!
1: <laughs> science.
0: Well, what Beasley has to say about that, he also tweeted, Everybody is so all-in on science now, more than I have ever seen. What happened to God's will?
1: Well, my dude! Well, my good bitch! (laughs) Science is the one thing that is provable!
0: God's will isn't provable? It's not provable? (laughs) I don't want to get into a hole. God, science, you know, I'm not here for that. But I am here to say, what a fucking moron, Gold like, Beasley. I just, like, I'll ple- like, I just hate these people that have read a few internet conspiracy things and just think they're all of a sudden experts on the subject. Like, I will fully acknowledge I am not an expert, but I am also somebody who realizes, hey, a bunch of people got the polio vaccine and polio is not really a thing anymore.
1: Weird. Weird. Like, I would really love to get back to my normal life without the potential of killing someone. So, yes, I'm going to get the vaccine. This is someone who says, I want to get back to my normal life, and I don't give a fuck if I kill you in the process. That's what Cole Beasley is saying.
0: Well, he also wants to know, you know, when you've counted all 600,000 people who have died in the U.S. and determined the cause of death for each one of them. It isn't research if someone just told you so. Oh my God. My good bitch. My good bitch. My good bitch. That is
1: what coroners are for.
0: It's like, I, it's just, people really just will deny any factoid. Like, they will just do anything to continue living their life by their beliefs. And, like, this virus is not something that any of us wanted. And, we're just trying the best we can to deal with it and people like this ha- are the reason we're still dealing with stuff we're still seeing deaths mm-hmm. we're still seeing infections because uh, people just refuse to do the right thing i have ended almost every episode for the past year and a half with wear your damn mask and i will and wash your damn it.
1: hands wash your damn
0: hands i with, say
1: it along with you every
0: time you know Certain, I, I have actually found a shocking number of men over the past couple of years that just don't wash their hands, apparently, which is just men, guys, this is the bare minimum we can do. There's nothing manly about not washing your hands, it's just stupid.
1: Hold on, let, allow me to take an aside because I heard something last weekend about men in bathrooms. Um, a friend of mine at his place of employment in his office in front of the urinals, there's a booger wall. (laughs) Is that a thing? Like, do men do that?
0: Okay. That's something I haven't seen personally, but I'm not shocked by it, but I've never seen a booger wall personally, but
1: like, it's just, you're at the urinal peeing and picking your nose and just putting it on the wall with other people's snot.
0: Okay, I I personally have never seen that, but I've seen a lot of gross guys in the bathroom, so it doesn't surprise me, which is really sad. And we're talking about, you know, men often pee in troughs, so... (laughs) Not exactly. I've I've only ever peed in, like, two or three trough urinals, and they are i'm always just like this is weird why does this still exist in the Mm. year 20 anything yeah but i mean like we had a problem at my old job where there were enough guys not washing their hands that we actually sent messages to hr about it and they distributed like leaflets into the office like wash your hands after you go to the bathroom
1: oh my god why are people why are people so disgusting like the people that that had to learn how to actually wash their hands when the pandemic started. Like, I know that I'm OCD about my hands being clean and I do the long wash every single time.
0: It's crazy. It's like, this one blow. Like the, the not washing hands thing. I had no idea that this was apparently like a, a male bravado thing until oh. I think I saw a barstool guy tweet about it, which please nobody tag me in any tweets with any of those guys. I don't want to start that. Um, but one of them was just like saying, like, I don't wash my hands. I know how to pee and shit without getting stuff in my hand. Like, uh, I, that's not how it works. my mind. Oh, I
1: remember that. And everyone was just like, oh, so you're saying that you just have massive skid marks all the time. OK, cool, cool. <laughs>
0: right. Like, What are you doing? Do you have like, do you just have a personal like bidet or something that follows you around? Oh, the dream. That does sound nice. <laughs> not going to lie there. That sounds nice.
1: That would be good. That's the next stage in human evolution. Just,
0: why isn't every toilet a bidet? This is, this is, what happened to God's will that every toilet isn't a bidet?
1: Oh my God, could you imagine someone like this if every toilet had a bidet? What happened to God's will?
0: What happened to God's will?
1: Stop touching my butthole.
0: God wants Dookie everywhere. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: I just I, I, it is stunning to me that the world is this dumb. Ugh. I know it's dumb. I'm very aware it's dumb. But the, the lengths to just the, how dumb it is is stunning to me. There are there are new lows that we have been reaching as a society every year and I I fear it's getting lower.
1: Yeah. I just can't get over the part where he says, vaccinated players can go out the hotel and bring COVID back into where I am. Like, again, that's not how it works. It's
0: not how it works, my man.
1: That's not how it works. There was concern when the vaccine started rolling out that you can still transmit the virus, but that has been proven to be untrue, which is why people are going on planes again.
0: Right. <gasps> uh, just stunning. Absolutely stunning. So, uh, Cole Beasley. Bad rapper, worse scientist.
1: Also terrible football player.
0: Yeah, fuck that guy.
1: Fuck that guy.
0: Good football player, or at least a guy who did a good thing. Carl Nassib from the Las Vegas Raiders came out as gay this week. And I, I applaud that. I'm very happy yeah. for him coming out. That's uh first NFLer. And is that the first of the major, the four yep. like major North American sports?
1: Uh, of the men's. Yes. The men's. Yes. Yes. Um, absolutely. Um, so Carl, very nice to meet the real you. Welcome. Um, that's awesome. This is awesome. I'm really excited for the way that this was received so he is donating, and I don't have it in front of me, how much money uh, to the Trevor Project, but the NFL has since agreed to match that donation, which is amazing. Um, the NFL has, you know, this is great PR for them, and they don't ever forget they're a business, but uh, during Pride Month, they have responded in a way that would not have been fathomable 10 years ago. Um, same with the Raiders, um, his teammates. Like, I think that we were waiting for the time to be right. And by we, I mean the professional athletes um, and people of the LGBTQ community. Um, and I think Carl has shown the time is right right now because it's been so well received.
0: I'm so glad it's been well received because yeah. it's about it's long past, too. Like, this should have happened a long time ago, but then again, I look at stuff that was produced in, like, the year 2000 and it's insanely homophobic. Like, society was still pretty homophobic until only a few years ago. Don't get me wrong, guys. I fully realize that there's still a lot of homophobia in society and people are just awful. I mean, we were just talking about how awful people are, but this is at least a great stride in the right direction and... I hope that this encourages more people to show their true selves and feel comfortable, you know, showing who they are, because it it sucks having to to hide yourself. And this is this is awesome. And I, you know, talking on a hockey podcast, I have to wonder how will we see anybody in the NHL do anything like this anytime soon? I hockey always worries me with this stuff because they are just
1: it's, it's so such a, ingrained. Like, yeah.
0: It's so ingrained. And we still hear so much homophobic stuff come out of hockey. Like as far as like a player incident on the ice or something like yeah. that. Like every couple of years you hear this.
1: Hockey is still so racist and so homophobic. And I I don't know. Um I would like to say yes. But I don't know. Like, I know that there have been gay hockey players. Oh, sure. But they're not out of the closet. So, Um, I
0: don't know. I don't know. Right. I mean, I, I would hope soon, but I mean, hockey, it feels like it always takes hockey like an extra, I don't know. Like, for instance, when Black Lives Matter was a big deal last year. I mean, obviously, it's still a big deal. But when there was all... Everything going on last summer, it felt like it took hockey like 48 hours behind every other sport to catch up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look at where advanced analytics are with the other leagues. The hockey's 10 years behind. Right.
0: Hockey basically hears the news like two weeks later.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The Wayne Fish of the leagues. (laughs) Oh,
0: no. Wayne Fish news. He's such a nice man. He's a very nice man. It's just every, every time there's news, it's like two hours after the fact. It's like, oh, the Flyers just signed Kevin Hayes. Thanks, Wayne.
1: Thanks, Wayne. The game is over. It's second intermission. The Flyers are up by three.
0: Like, I think Wayne just heard about, like, Oscar Lindblom winning. Oh,
1: right.
0: <laughs> winning the Master game. <laughs>
1: We should look for that tweet any day now.
0: Any day now. It's probably out there. I would hope, right? I would hope at this point. And and by the way, I just realized I have not recorded since Oscar Oscar Boy won the Masterton. So congratulations to Oscar Lindblom. I know it is the uh, most depressing trophy to win of all the NHL trophies because it always just feels like it's who had the worst time, basically, Mm. but Still, it really speaks to his perseverance and what he came back from and the fact that Oscar Lindblom is somebody who was undergoing cancer therapy this time last year or, yeah, this time last year, and has won the Masterton, has a full NHL career again. It is amazing. It is inspirational. We love you, Oscar, and we are so happy for you.
1: Yes, all of that, and it really would have been a disgrace had he not won. Um, what he's managed to achieve in the midst of a global pandemic is really it's it's indescribable how how incredible
0: it is yeah I, that's the other thing you keep forgetting like I was so worried when he came in and played in the bubble last year because you know I was worried about his immune system and playing this year yeah. you know yeah. I, I was really worried about the guy and I, I'm so glad he's healthy and he he's made you know it's very nerve-wracking
1: yes agreed completely was i was gonna say something else about oscar but i don't remember okay great that's a great way to end the show steph you're doing a wonderful job
0: killing it why why don't you sing a song to bear (laughs)
1: He's upstairs. I hear him stomping around. He's showing off. Ma- he chased Mama up the stairs and now he's showing off that he has a rawhide to the two cats who could not give less of a fuck that he has a rawhide.
0: <laughs> Look at my bone. Look at my bone. I'm cooler than you. Cats don't get yeah,
1: shit. But I can. I can hear him. They're on their cat tower and he is jumping up with his bone in his mouth to show them.
0: <laughs> show off.
1: He is... He is something else. He is a very... I've been calling him my goose, like my silly goose, because he just, look, he's just a clown. He's a funny dog.
0: He is a funny... I only met Bear the one time in the streets of South Philly, and oh, he yeah. was very cautious until M got some some deli turkey for him, and then he liked us.
1: Yeah, he barked at you because that's what he does. He's scared of everything, so he screams.
0: Who are you? What's going on? I'm very confused.
1: Hello, I'm Bear.
0: It's a pleasure I'm a to meet you.
1: Dog.
0: <laughs> I'm approximately a year old, but in dog terms, I'm 7.
1: Did I say that my name is Bear?
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's a precious angel. He's a good boy. He He's a, a good, good boy. All right, Steph. Well, I think We've said a lot and we've all had a good time talking dogs and not deer and Sasquatch and, and all oh, sorts yeah. of fun stuff. So what I've been asking people on these off season episodes is if they, uh, have any sort of media recommendation they'd like to give, be it music, movies, TV, anything of the sort. What, what has been getting you through these pandemic times? These not flyers times.
1: Oof. Okay. um, while i was settling into my new house i did a rewatch of Grey's anatomy
0: there you go i dude i have rewatched like everything so still
1: on the air right now what i'm watching it's a show that is historically trash it's called Rain, like a queen r e i g n okay it's about mary queen of scots um and it was on the CW, but right now it's on Netflix. So, like, it's a CW historical documentary. Look, let me just say that. Like, it is historically trash.
0: Is everybody hot?
1: Extremely hot. Like, way hotter than they should be. The costumes are gorgeous. They play modern music in instrumental, which I hated in Bridgerton but I like in
0: this show That is Um, that's a tough one to pull off. Like that either kills it or it doesn't like, I really like when they do it on Westworld, but not, it it doesn't always work for every show.
1: Yeah. I like it in rain. Um, and I'm learning a lot more about Mary queen of Scots than I expected to mostly because something will happen on screen and I've got to go to Google. Like, is this real? Um, (laughs) And sometimes it is, most of the time it isn't. I'm also learning about Catherine de' Medici, which I... she The, the Medici family is always just kind of an, a, a black hole of my medieval knowledge. For some reason, all of my knowledge and uh, interests have kind of orbited the Medici Medici family, which is ridiculous because they had their hands in fucking everything. Um, (laughs) So I'm learning more about them and I think I'm going to try to give, I think there's a show that was called Medici. I've tried it twice and I haven't, it hasn't landed, but I'm going to try a third time. Okay. Third time's a charm. I'm going to try. There's also a show called The the Borgias, which I just couldn't get into, but I'm going to try that one again. Because I'm trying to expand past medieval France and England, even though those are like my shit.
0: Good. I'm glad you're trying to expand your, your worldview as far as television goes. It's tough to do sometimes.
1: Yeah, so I'm watching a show that was on the CW, which is against my religion. But I'm doing it, and I'm enjoying it.
0: Those CW shows, they are... They're an experience, that's for sure. Like I, yeah. I, I'm a big nerd, a big superhero guy, and I, I tried to watch some of the the CW superhero shows, but then it just always got to a point for me where either a they're super redundant, b everybody's too hot on most of them, which yeah. is just distracting at a certain point. And I think it's mostly the redundancy though. Like it just feels like the same like monster of a week kind of thing every week, and it's like, all right, yeah. guys, what are what the fuck are we doing here? Come on,
1: yeah. I am at the point in this series, it's in season four, so there's only four seasons. We're kind of at the end. Um, but the younger brother of the current king has come back to court, and he is much more kingly than the current king, who is a little bit frail and has some mental health issues. Oh. And his mother, Catherine de' Medici, kept, keeps saying he's too young, he's not of age, he would need a regent. And he would have to kill his brother. And then they fucking show him on screen and he is like a fucking Adonis. And you're sitting here telling me that he's <laughs> supposed to be 15. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> he's 35.
1: He's, he's like at least 22 and he is gorgeous. Like how dare you make me look at this man as a as a minor.
0: I just feel dirty, you bet. I do, I
1: feel dirty, but he is gorgeous.
0: That, yeah, that is just, that's always an awful feeling on these shows where it's like, there's clearly like 20-somethings playing like 16-year-olds, and I'm like,
1: yeah,
0: oh, this doesn't feel good.
1: No, What's does going does not on here? feel good. This is inky.
0: <laughs> Fucking Hollywood, am I right?
1: Yeah. Or, you know, wherever they film.
0: <laughs> uh, Toronto or Vancouver, right. usually. <laughs> <laughs> like, pretty much any low-budget CW show is, is pretty much like toronto vancouver area i think vancouver is where they film like everything as far as like the oh, nice. cw like dc shows oh good 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 yeah but then you can start to tell it's like oh yeah that generic city
1: <laughs> if, <laughs> if you, you ever see like that before
0: if you ever see like a hilariously generic like new york or something like and you're wondering this doesn't they tell me it's new york but it doesn't feel like new york it's most likely toronto or vancouver
1: that's really funny.
0: And that's no disrespect to Toronto or Vancouver, but they do tend to be used as low budget New York. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a fun time. And, and, and you know This comes from a guy who lives in Philadelphia, which sometimes does also get used as low budget New York. Not always, but occasionally.
1: Sure does. I've witnessed a couple of those filmings.
0: Yeah. I think the last one I saw here was a uh, 21 bridges with Chadwick Boseman. RIP uh that that was used i think they filmed a lot of that here as generic ass new york yeah i don't remember the last one i saw but it was a christmas one i know that a christmas prince
1: listen i watched it <laughs> i just and made I'm...
0: that up i i'm pretty sure that's a christmas movie title but the...
1: it is i watched it it's on netflix come on
0: Okay, well, I don't know. I oh. The only time I knew Christmas movies was when I did the Christmas movie quiz last holiday season.
1: The genre, I made a couple up. The genre of washed up TV slash movie star does made for TV lifetime or Hallmark Channel Christmas movie
0: is extremely my shit, too. <laughs> well, then you probably enjoyed that bit when I went in and made up a bunch of fake ones. I did. It's fun to make. I I just love the titles because like literally you could just play Mad Libs and come up with most of these titles.
1: Yes. And it's always like royalty. The plot is always the same.
0: But somebody's getting swept off their feet and loving it.
1: Hold on. The Christmas Prince? There's four of them. (laughs) And not like four movies with the same name. No, there's like the Christmas Prince 1 2 3
0: and 4 The Christmas Prince's Revenge The Christmas Prince Strikes Back Return to the Christmas Prince The Phantom Christmas Prince No No there's not the Phantom Christmas Prince
1: There's not but there's a baby story
0: Attack of the Christmas Prince Clones
1: Yeah yeah that's the one That's yeah, the that's baby the one. story Yeah
0: uh, come on, I mean, there. Are, at the end of the day, none of them are short order Santa, which is my masterpiece. <laughs> I just looked these up. Uh, Jeff is a single dad in a small town struggling, raising his young daughter and running his small diner. At his lowest point, he hires a new cook with a white beard and a twinkle in his eye. Can Jeff's new chef help him serve up some bacon and eggs with a side of Christmas cheer? Find out in Short Order Santa.
1: Amazing, amazing. There was one that I watched last year it was either on Hallmark or Lifetime, and it was about, like, a Food Network baking competition, and they were rivals, oh but my then God. they fell in love.
0: Like, I can't even, like, that sounds like something I'd make up, but it's 100% real.
1: It's so real.
0: I think it's I missed so my real. calling. I think I should have gone and approached, like, Lifetime or Hallmark and written Christmas movies. You still can. I still can. Maybe, all right, you know what? forget my current day job i'm gonna go and i'm gonna write christmas movies 20 of them a day (laughs) we'll crank them out production in like two months in vancouver as long
1: as you can still do flyperbole that's totally fine let's do that
0: i can do flyperbole from wherever perfect all right we got a deal perfect (laughs) i've loved this show we had a lot of fun I, it's funny because, like, I was very cranky about this, like, at, at four o'clock today. I was Same. uh like, cranky, I don't want to do a podcast. And then I had a blast, so I'm, I'm glad I got over my crankiness and cranked out a podcast.
1: Me too, and I'm still covered in baby spit up, but <laughs> worth it.
0: Well, that's how I usually podcast. I cover myself in, in spit up and...
1: Sit down and, you, and you you durst while covered in baby spit up.
0: I'm dursting right now, so yeah, I mean, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I got to keep the sweat contained somehow. My basement gets weirdly hot.
1: It is seventy three degrees in Atlanta right now. Oh nope, I lied. Sixty four.
0: That's not bad. Uh, Philly, the humidity is just, especially in these row homes. Like, yeah. it's great in the winter because it yep. retains so much heat. And I barely have to put my heat on, but in the summer, just the humidity that's retained, I feel like it's just forever eighty, and I have to crank the air conditioner. Right now, there's sixty nine percent humidity. Nice.
1: No, we're sixty four degrees. Eighty six.
0: Yeah, it's pretty gross. That's soup season right there.
1: We had a a tropical storm come through earlier this week.
0: That sounds uh, bad.
1: It was fine. This is the, like I said, I live in the woods. It's the first time I've had to worry about trees during a tropical storm, but it was fine. Bear didn't like going outside, and then he discovered he can splash in puddles, and then he really liked being outside.
0: A precious little angel.
1: He is something.
0: (laughs) All right, folks. Thanks so much for listening. If you have any feedback for us, the best place, I guess, is on twitter.com.org.edu.ca. Steph, where can people find you on Twitter, even though they're probably all following you already?
1: At Stephalicious D.
0: Excellent. And of course, listen to Steph on BSH Radio, where she is every week except for this week, when I will be subbing in and yet again veering the show wildly off course into nonsensical territory.
1: I can't wait to
0: listen. It'll be so good. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure after the show, like mid-show, Charlie's just going to come over and go, What are you doing?
1: No, no, no. So all you have to do is get Charlie and Bill arguing, and then the rest of the show is easy, smooth sailing.
0: Okay, I got it done. Yeah, just pin because Charlie's going
1: to be Charlie's going to be so worked up about whatever bullshit Bill is talking about.
0: <laughs>
1: smooth sailing. It is so good when Bill is yelling at someone who's not me.
0: <laughs> I just try to make it not me when I go yeah. on. Like I just I just try to come in. Make a few funny comments. Call it a day. Not have Bill yell at me.
1: <laughs> you are great. And thank you for taking my spot this week. And thank you for letting me hang out with you tonight.
0: Oh, it's a blast. I Well, number one, I need anybody to hang out. Number two, <laughs> I had a great time hanging out with you tonight. And I always have a good time when I'm on BSH radio. So I am looking Hooray. forward to that. Hooray! Hooray. Follow Steph, Stephelicious D. You can follow me at Flyperbole or at Esteban Butts or Hockey. Make it Flyperbole. Follow BSH Radio. Follow Broad Street Hockey. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Friendster, MySpace. Tom is waiting for you. I don't know what other social media there is. Oh, we have a TikTok. Is. We got a TikTok. I'm still not on TikTok, but BSH is. Yeah. So check that out. Check that. Check that out, Tiktokers. All the the youths listening to this show. That is not. I'm not young so it's not me but
1: you would like TikTok I'm just saying.
0: Okay, maybe I'll give it a shot. Maybe we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> all right folks, that's all I got. Wear your mask or get a vaccine or something, please. Please, please pretty please. Let's just both. get through this. Do both. Do both. I'm doing both. It's great. See. It's really not that much of a hassle, but that's all I'm saying. Wash your damn hands, especially if you're going to the bathroom, guys. It's uh, has nothing to do with machismo
1: Utilizing a booger wall.
0: The fucking booger wall. I, I can't. Now I'm okay. So now every time I go to the bathroom in a a men's public restroom, I am going to be staring at the wall, thinking, "Is this a booger wall?"
1: You're yeah. Apparently, it'll be very obvious very quickly if it is.
0: Men are terrible. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs> and until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, "Good night and good hockey." Wow, 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 booger well.
1: wall.